When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. What's up? This is the phenomenal one, AJ Styles, and you're in the room with Brady Hicks. Gotta love the uh, spinning circle of death. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com and on your favorite podcast platforms as well. Have an amazing show planned for you guys tonight, and we are going to have a great time, I promise, or, uh, or Kathy will give you your money back, each and every penny that you've invested, I promise. Uh, we're good. Yeah, good luck on that one. I work for the state. <laughs> and you do indie. So I, it's uh, it is what it is. But you know what, guys? Uh, my cup runneth over tonight. We have so many things to be proud of, to be excited about, to to just be just be amped, absolutely amped tonight. I I'm feeling the energy. I'm Brady Hicks. With me as always, the lovely Kathy Fitz. What's going on, Kathy? Not much, Brady. How's it going? 
I'm amped. I told you. It's like I did a. I could tell. Yeah, I, I should joke around about that. Uh, <laughs> we also have the one and only maestro professional wrestling, Papa Stro. How you doing, sir? Uh, great to be with you guys. Finally rested, actually. It's been a busy four to five days uh, on set with two films, uh, commentary for Shockwave Wrestling over the weekend. So I'm just now catching them, getting back up to speed. <laughs> great to be yeah. here. You uh, you newcomers will get used to it, but Stroh's always got something going on, unlike the rest of us schleps. Uh, but right now, I'm actually so so excited to uh, to be joined by these two guys that we're going to try and see how it goes. Hopefully, they like us as much as I like them. We have with us Kevin Brady and Patrick Hackett, uh, formerly of WEXP in Philadelphia, another station where I'm an alum, by the way. And what was the name of the show again, guys? Steel Cage Radio, Brady. All right, and and Steel Cage Radio is coming to you right now. I don't have their theme music <laughs> lo- loaded up, but I apologize. Uh, but disgrace. Kevin, what's you this crap? Yeah, let me tell you something, brother. I'm excited to welcome all my Brady maniacs in the room with Brady Hicks, the Stro, Kathy, Ray. I guess everybody else. Hardcore in the hat. We're all here, baby. And let me tell you something, they haven't heard this, haven't heard me for a long time, so I want to remind all my Brady maniacs out there that, well, I don't care if you say your prayers, eat your vitamins if you like to, and just remember, never eat too much pork. Yep, that's what I've been dealing with since uh, college, all that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm He's the guess. luckiest boy in town. Patrick, I'm going to guess that Kevin is the amped one in this relationship. Uh, I, I get fired up. I'm excited to be here. Okay. It has All been right. so long to talk about professional wrestling. One of my loves from, I mean, I've known professional wrestling longer than I've known my wife. Like, let's <laughs> go. This is super exciting to be a part of a great network. Uh, the opportunity is here. We're just going to grab that brass ring, you know? Yes, yes. Well, before we kind of dive right in, let me give out the number, first of all, guys. It's 914-338-1885. That is how you get in touch with us here tonight. Now, we have a, a crew of regular callers, guys, and um, I, I'm not going to apologize for them, but at the same time, I'm very sorry. I'm very sorry for them. Um, they're embarrassing and disgusting and smelly, and I love each and every one of them I do. Uh, speaking of smelly, what's going on, Ray? I'm only playing. How you doing, brother? I can't believe I didn't even get the proper introduction. I, well, you weren't there. I... You were muted and having trouble. I, when do you ever go to me first? This is preposterous. Welcome well, to Kevin first. Brady. Welcome to Kevin Brady and to Patrick. I, for one, am also excited to be here this evening. A friend of mine turned 39 this year, and when he was a middle schooler, he was busy watching Goldberg run through WCW. I and, remember that. And I got to tell you, I am so excited to hear 20 years later. Be ready to talk about Goldberg. Isn't oh, that going to be exciting? Oh, Pat, oh, look at Patrick just shaking his head. Uh, I mean, we are going to get along just fine. Patrick, before we get into, and Kevin, before we get into the topic du jour of the evening, which will hopefully involve AEW conversation more than WWE as it has trended. Oh, when, Brady, <laughs> when Brady goes... Oh geez. When Brady goes to the college, <laughs> yeah. what, you sh- what you guys should do is just take off your headsets and just walk away for a while. Go go get a snack. <laughs> it's go, your bathroom break. We'll find mm. some other sh- 
show to go on. That that is that would be my biggest. And I wish I was here on video. The uh, the mobile studio is not quite working as I anticipated. Uh, that that would be my biggest recommendation. But hello, man. Let's talk some wrestling. Let me jump in here for a second, Ray. And uh, first of all, I'd, I'd like to thank you for that welcome. Uh, we just we just lost the hacks audio or his video, so yep. I don't know where he went. I'll, I'll speak for both of us. But uh, I, I'd like to thank you for that introduction. And I would like to point out two things. A Goldberg is one of the greatest representations in media of my people. So, you know, there's, there's not a lot of us, not no. a lot of us Jews in the ring. How so, uh, so you I I'm sorry. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I named my car after Goldberg. You had a button in his car. You pushed the button and Goldberg's music played. That's the God truth. I thought I had it bad with Maestro where I couldn't talk about Goldberg. Now I feel like I, I love the guy. He was amazing. <laughs> I need sparklers. Bring me sparklers. This is like, <laughs> sorry. The other thing, the other thing uh, I wanted to mention here, yeah. Ray, um, Ray, you know, you, you, uh, you opined not getting a proper introduction, my friend. And let me tell you, just from today and from listening to the show in the past, I can tell you, that Brady Hicks is in this for only Brady Hicks, baby. He's the only one. He's got those bumpers at the beginning of the show, baby. And he's got, hi, I'm AJ Styles, and you're in the room with Brady Hicks. What about everyone else? <laughs> <laughs> Brady, it ain't only Brady Hicks in here. He's not in the room by himself, AJ. Give a little love to Troy. Give a little love to anybody else. Come on now, son. Get a rough, my brother. <laughs> That's true. And no mention of his only black co-host, Derek McDonald. Oh, Frankly, oh. Brady's racism has never shined. No. Right no. What? I went away for two seconds. What happened? <laughs> <laughs> I just restarted my camera. He said nougat, and we can't have his tricks. And yeah, Roddy Piper, 
week alone. I watched uh, a little plug here if I can. They just came out with a uh, Blu-ray <laughs> version, finally, of Body Slam, which is nice. the greatest the greatest wrestling movie I've ever seen. Absolutely. Um, yeah, hands down. It is, it is so much better than No Holds Barred. Uh, I, I do have a soft spot in my heart for Slam. Pat, do you remember that one? Yep. Uh, Backyard Dogs. Starring Backyard Dogs, another good one. Yeah, no, but uh, but but Body Slam really uh, it, it comes out in 1986. It's right on the heels of the whole rock and wrestling thing, and that's really what the movie's all about. Uh, you've got um, I don't know, a, a C-list actor, I guess, and Dirk Benedict. Uh, and and star. Tanya Roberts, man. Oh, yeah. Tanya Roberts. Roberts uh, this is a big the, deal. The, the recently deceased Tanya Roberts, oh. by the way, R.I.P. Yes. But, um, but, no, I mean, you know, Dirk Benedict out here comes fresh off of the A-team. He's face man, and he is playing, uh, he's playing a music uh, promoter who kind of just kind of falls ass backwards into becoming a wrestling manager. And it's, uh, it's it's that interesting time period where we're doing wrestling movies just like the old Bard, and it's all K-Fade. So everything is... Don't you favor Eric Bischoff, in a way, a little bit? Dirk Benedict in that movie? I can see that, yeah. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I can see yeah, that. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's a con man, so that's just like Eric Bischoff. <laughs> yeah, complete con man. Uh, but yeah, to be fair, most wrestling promoters are con men. That's kind of what the business is all about. Uh, so started. Low life con man. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but Piper playing uh, playing the part of this, this young up-and-coming uh, wrestler who needs to get out from under the thumb of, wait for it, Captain Lou Morano, because... <laughs> Captain Lou Albano, uh, I don't know, was it too much of a stretch to give him a name that didn't sound exactly like his own? <laughs> so, so, you know, when he said, uh, uh, smile like, sounds like a stomach disorder. Troll, <laughs> 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 sure, I gotta know, did you watch the movie recently or do you just have that all packed up in the nuts? Oh, uh, both, actually, man. I love that movie. It's a great movie. It was uh, all three of these movies I'm about to talk about were, were massive parts of my childhood. Uh, the, the next movie after he comes off of Body Body Slam, you know, Roddy shows up and Hell comes to Frogtown, a movie yeah. that I I must have watched this movie a hundred times when I was a kid. It's on cable all the time. It, no, it was That's on cool. regular TV all the time. Uh. Saturday afternoons uh, here locally on like Philly 57 or PHL 17. If I wasn't watching one of the one of the original Star Wars trilogy, I was watching Hell Comes to Frogtown. And the movie suffers from being on regular TV because I didn't realize until today, watching it for the first time as an adult, that's a hard R. That movie is uh, <laughs> that movie is that is a sexy ass movie that I think I was telling my girlfriend while I was watching it. I said I think uh, I'm realizing now that this movie has informed a lot of my sexual proclivities as an adult. Uh, because they're a little early in our appearance on the program to start getting into stuff like that, man. Well, you know. I'm just, I'm just saying, between between the harem girls, between the, our, our main character and her specific choices in lingerie, and a little bit of um, Slave Leia-esque uh, light bondage, uh, Hell Comes to Frogtown has, has really, I think, helped make me mostly the man that I am today. But that is all to say that Roddy Piper's greatest achievement and, and what makes him the greatest acting wrestler of all time is, appropriately enough, and if you look over my shoulder, you'll see the John Carpenter signed Halloween picture here. Uh, they Live, John Carpenter's They Live, comes out in 1988. Uh, a movie that is 
way before its time, a movie that is super precious yeah. today. Yep. Uh, you know, Roddy Piper plays John Nada. He puts on a pair of sunglasses, and that lifts up the veil over the, the world that we're living in, and he sees that, you know, the the world is, is nothing more than a plot by the, these elite aliens to uh, control humanity and use us as a source of energy and breeding stock. Um, and, and he's got it. If, if that movie came out today uh, and had never come out before, you would think it was produced by some QAnon psychopath. But uh, the fact of the matter is, it's, it's exactly the world we're living in. So John Carpenter, visionary director, yeah. but amazing, amazing performances by, uh, by Roddy Piper and Keith David. This movie, if you haven't seen it or if you haven't seen it recently, go back and watch it. There's this great seven-minute fight scene, like right in the middle of the movie between Roddy Piper and Keith David, and, and I was listening to, um, I'll give a little credit here to, a, to another podcast that was discussing the movie recently, uh, and that is uh, Blank Check. Uh, they're talking about the movie, and they make this great point that you've got uh, this trained wrestler in Roddy Piper and Keith David, who is a Juilliard-trained actor and dancer. Uh, so the choreography in the fight scene that just goes on forever is fantastic. Uh, it could be a short film in and of itself, yeah. but... I think the problem Piper ran into, and, and this is where I will close up my, my opinion on him, is for all the talent in the world that he had uh, and for, for all the character range that he was actually able to pull off, uh, being, you know, 86 through 88 as this, this tight time for, for him to be starring in movies, and we're still in a world where we're, this is a pre-sports entertainment world. We're not... Yeah. Uh, we're not recognizing that Roddy Piper is just, you know, this guy from Canada that's pretending to be a Scotsman in the ring. Uh, you know, we're not, you know, it, it's tough for a Hollywood producer, many of which who were still under the veil of, of wow, this is a real thing. These guys are real people in the ring. Yeah. Uh, to to take a bad guy, to take a heel wrestler and make yeah. him, you know, the, the star of your film that's going to open up on a, on a Friday night in, uh, you know, middle America, who's going to go see that guy? Uh, And it's a shame because because I think if we had taken all of that and we transported it today, I think Roddy Piper would have had the acting career that our friend Dwayne is experiencing now. So They Live is about a bunch of elite who hold everybody else down, and Ray really wanted to talk about AEW, so that connects perfectly. There you go. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and that actually, that's wow, that actually does connect perfectly. So I wanted, when I heard this topic, I wanted to, because I'm not necessarily as familiar with this, to just, it's not definitely not the greatest, but I did want to throw a bone to Randy Savage appearing as Bonesaw yeah. in... Uh, in the original original and only Spider-Man that matters. Whoa. Mm. Uh, I will will hear no other opinions on this. But I'm reading... (laughs) It's okay to be wrong, Ray. It's okay to be wrong. No, no, hey, I tell myself that all the time. It's good you've taken that mantra. I'm reading right now... I'm reading right now about Hell Comes to Frogtown, and this sounds amazing. Ah, so good. So, Brady, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some lines from the summary of this. Okay. Okay. Some lines or lions? Both. I'm I'm going to give you some lines, and then I'm actually I'm going to give you some lions, and then I'm actually 
And so I actually going to give you some loins afterwards. <laughs> no, 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 no. Are they tender? Yeah. No. So, yes. Louis, uh, Louis, 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 Louis. Louis. <laughs> All right. So, breathe. Here we go. You ready for this? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. But I'm, I'm so glad I didn't say Nacho Libre was the best wrestling movie, by the way. That was my first thought. Certainly. Yeah, we're all happy about that. All right. So, here's the first actual line of summary. Sam Howe, played by Roddy Piper, is a nomadic traveler who wanders the countryside. He is eventually kidnapped by an organization of warrior nurses who reveal that they located him by tracking the trail of pregnant women left in his wake. I hate it when that happens. I know, right? <laughs> okay. So, well, this movie is all about Roddy Piper being DPS. That is, uh, that is really where this movie begins. That's then. amazing. So, so blah 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 blah. Check, here, check this one out. To make sure that the rebellious Howl follows orders, he mm-hmm. is forced to wear an electronic protective cod piece that will explode if, yeah, yeah. Okay. If, all right. he, Sorry. if he disobeys or tries to abort his mission. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. By, by the way, the actress from Conan the Barbarians in that movie. Yes, and Red Sonia. And the uh, and the, the cod piece, the, the explosives in the cod piece are connected remotely to her earrings. So if he mm. wanders too far too far away from her, or if she just decides, eh, I don't need this guy anymore, she can click her earrings and blow his dick off. Wow. Okay. So it was I more than the cod I could do that thing. <laughs> so now I'm looking. So I'm looking at the cast too. In addition to Roddy Piper, check this out. The movie also features Rory Calhoun, a name I did not anticipate. A name I did oh not God. anticipate saying on this show, but here we find ourselves. Rory Calhoun. I've not heard since before you were born. <laughs> Rory Calhoun. As Looney Tunes, a crazy right. old miner who Sam had known before. Looney makes his first appearance in a bar in Frogtown where he tells Sam his reason for being there is to mine uranium to eventually sell to the frog people. <laughs> frog? That's okay. a nuclear that's, weapon, that's, right? That's Ooh. the business. <laughs> that's how we got here. The nukes went off and... You know, most of society was rendered, uh, you know, completely useless below the waist, and another large portion of society was turned into problem people. You know, it's exactly what science predicted. Yep. Sounds like my college experience, kind of. Now I know what happened. Uh, you went to the same school. <laughs> I can't get away with that too much more. <laughs> I, I, I feel like we're uh, we're missing a golden opportunity here because we're talking about actors and wrestlers, and we happen to have an actor and a wrestler right here on the panel with us. Stro, David Arquette? I mean, David Arquette's here? Where is he? Stro, Stro was making the case that he's the greatest wrestler actor of all time. Why, why is that, Stro? Well, uh, first, 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 first <laughs> he's off, humble. Uh, David, <laughs> David Arquette was, was here on In the Room not too long ago, right, Brady? That's what, well, he called okay. into your show, I remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah well, yeah. He's the call-in courtesy of and, and, uh, and the, the callers threw their panties at him. It was amazing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Was like, you know, they, um... That was you, Brady. You know that. 
<laughs> when, when, he, when he came through New England uh, doing yeah. uh, all the shoot for his uh, documentary, the boys had nothing but great things to say about him. Uh, it seems, you know, he held himself with a lot of class and was very humble. And if you look, some of those matches he put on, he put on some decent matches. Yeah. No, he, uh, he definitely you know, that, I, have, I have not seen that, uh, that documentary great. yet. Can't kill David Arquette. I've heard good things. But I did see him on the Dark Side of the Ring episode uh, about Nick Gage. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. I got to say, he realizes that his stint in WCW was, you know, a bit of a joke, and, and it earned him a lot of disrespect. And, you know, he went he went back and he tried to correct it the right way. Now, you know, did he probably make a mistake stepping in the ring with, you know, someone of the, uh, the ilk of, of Nick Gage and that type yeah. of wrestling? Yeah, he probably wasn't ready for that. Really, nobody should be ready for that. Uh, but nope. you know, and that's that's probably a different topic. But um, yeah, he really was a good dude. And, 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 and the salary that he got from WCW, I heard he, he gave the charity because he wow. really didn't need the okay. money. That, yeah, so he's I mean, a stand-up I, guy. Man. I, I was going to say, like, I I gained so much respect for the guy in that feud with Nick Gage, and I don't necessarily like hardcore wrestling. I, I'm not a fan of it at all. I, I I'm too squeamish. Kathy will tell you I'm too squeamish, uh, but. You know what? The fact Neither that he would do that just to prove himself? David Arquette's not a wuss. Don't say that. He's I meant you. Oh, okay. I think he meant you. <laughs> That's not nice, Kathy. <laughs> not in front of the company, Kathy. Come on. Come on, Kathy. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, I, mean, I was uh, being, in, being in South Jersey, uh, you know, I... My high school days were spent watching, you know, Channel 48, ECW, Hardcore TV. And, and, you know, I was at those super early CZW shows in warehouses and on farmland out here in South Jersey. Yeah. And, you know, it's so like last week. And that's, that's my point is, is that stuff has gone so far beyond now. That ultraviolet yeah. stuff has gone so far beyond, yeah. you know, the, the hardcore quote-unquote, of, of the ECW days that, yeah, I mean, to me, that's garbage wrestling. You know, I love strong-style wrestling. I like when guys go in there and, and look like they're kicking the shit out of each other. And you know what? Yeah, I do. I will admit, and, and there's some cognitive dissonance there because I do understand all the dangers of CTE that, that you know, guys uh, in the industry face and whatnot. But that said, I still do enjoy watching the guy take one over the head with a chair. Um, but, yeah, that, uh, that, that super ultra-hardcore Ultraviolent stuff is not for me, but but yeah, you got to give David Arquette, who is literal props. Hollywood royalty, yep. you got to give him mad props to uh, step in there with those guys. And let's just say, Ready to Rumble is not that bad. Uh, Oliver oh, Pratt's yeah. performance is tremendous. Uh, it is a send up and an homage to the business all at the same time. Like it, it's making fun of the business just enough, but it also pays its respect to the business and. Scott Kahn is just a tremendous dopey sidekick. Uh, somebody I, I thought would have had a bigger transition into Hollywood and didn't, mm-hmm. but did find one role that was really good for him is Bret Hart. Uh, terrific on Lonesome Dove. Absolutely yeah. terrific. Never Absolutely. saw it. Yeah, Never not saw great it. in a whole lot else, but really good in Lonesome Dove. It fit right into his personality. That you, was know awesome. me, you know I'm the biggest Bret Hart fan you're about to find. Oh, but no, we're in trouble. Zero. <laughs> oh, no. The man has got zero charisma. I was going to say, if he would have stayed on Lewis and Dove, I would have been all right with it. I thought he was hilarious on Matt TV. Yes, he was good on Matt TV, TV. and on The good. Simpsons, too. 
yeah, yeah, yeah on the Simpsons. Good. He was great on the Simpsons. Yeah. That's, yeah. I, uh, it, it's, uh, yeah. No, I, I, I thought, uh, he was, he was very good on those for sure. Uh, 914-338-1885. Uh, did anybody else have any movies that they wanted to mention? Kathy, you got any, a movie, wrestling movie? No. Put her on the spot. I like putting her on the spot. Uh, find me. I like Nacho Libre. I did. I, I thought it was good. Um, I'm not going to say it's better than any of those. I, I enjoyed it. Human Tornado is one of my favorites, and, uh, you know, he was in that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is what it is, you know. It's uh, kind of a lighthearted and, you know, kind look, of look I mean, at stuff. And, and I'm not saying any of his movies were good, but you got to say that, you know, Hogan did plenty of work in Hollywood. He made plenty oh. of money in Hollywood. Yeah. And brought the boys with him. And brought the boys with him. Sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, got paydays. Straw, weren't you supposed to do Thunder in Paradise? I thought I heard that. Yeah, yeah, they were able to oh, bring that in Reverend, Reverend Headlock, which made no sense to me whatsoever. Reverend oh, Headlock. Man, that's, that's I, a great I, 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 but I, I just wanted to ride the boat, actually, because I thought it was the coolest thing. <laughs> I was going to ask, were, you, were they going to get you to play the boat? Like, what the... What role were they off of? Reverend, Reverend Headlock. Uh, well, I was supposed to be this uh, Reverend on on the beach with his uh, dressed in all white with his book. With well, I have no idea why. Like I Mordecai. Yeah, or or James Mordecai. Mitchell. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's just a, li- a lighter-hearted James Mitchell. <laughs> you got you. He's always lighthearted. I don't know what you're talking about. In appearance. Oh, not in personality, just in appearance. And, and but, not uh, for nothing. Uh, Sorry. But I'm yeah. glad I didn't get the role. You, you're glad you didn't? Okay. I'm glad well, I didn't. I was going to say, not for nothing, uh, but if you're talking about Hulk Hogan, um, no holds barred, at least for me as a fan, kind of coming up in the late 80s, early 90s. Um, looking back, it's not the best movie in the world, but for me, no, at 10, 11 years old, yeah, but me at 10 or 11 years old, yeah. I thought it was like the greatest movie. I, I enjoyed it so much. Snooky. used to give me nightmares. Agreed. Yeah. Right, but I'll tell you what, if, if I'm looking for a Hulk Hogan performance, give me yeah. Thunderlips, the ultimate male. Yes. Well, yeah. That, yeah. that Thunderlips, is a performance. Rock. Love Thunderlips. You know, I uh, recently saw uh, Stallone, who is a very active uh, I guess Instagram user, posted some behind-the-scenes photos from uh, nice. Rocky Three. Uh, of of himself squaring off against the Hulkster in the ring, and uh, you know Stallone is not a tall guy anyway, but they wanted to show how big of a giant Thunderlips was, so they had him on an apple tree. So it's that's why Stallone comes up to like you know right about Hogan's nipples. That was another time when 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 the biz wasn't what it is now, and people were worried Hogan was actually going to hurt Stallone. Because, the, you know, we haven't gone through the trial yet. We, we don't know. The curtain is still there. Sometimes I, I wish it still was like that. It's, it was a terrible time. And, and, and Rocky Three is, correct me if I'm wrong, but is Rocky Three pre-Hulkamania Hulk Hogan? Like, I think yeah. he's still in AWA. I think he's still in the AWA when that comes out. Uh, Wasn't so, it like, you know. I, I, I think, like, they didn't want him to do it. Or something, or or maybe he left W. Maybe he left WWF the first time because they didn't want him to do it. There was something with that and him switching companies because he did that movie. There was something I remember that. Yeah, that and I, and don't I don't remember. have the facts. Yeah, well, what are facts, right? 
I, uh, you know, when you don't have the fat jacket, when you do, you make them up, brother. Right, right. Uh, but, but I had to ask That's you guys, you know, just, talk about, just talk about Roddy Piper and Hulk Hogan. Uh, there's another wrestler that's out there a whole lot, and his name is John Cena. Now, The Rock. The Rock has become a, a huge actor, and I... At this point, I think more people consider him an actor than a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Is it safe to say Absolutely, that he could, yeah. be, could he be the greatest of them? Well, no, no, I don't think so. I think Dwayne will be the biggest of them, I mean, okay. bar none. Dwayne The Rock Johnson will be the most successful person to make that transition. Because the man is pure charisma. But mm-hmm. I, I got to say, if, 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 the, if we could go back in time and grab Roddy Piper at his peak and bring him forward and introduce yeah. him to Hollywood – yeah. In much the same way that, that Dwayne was in Hollywood, I got to say, you, you would see some really interesting movies. Uh, because he's more than just, he, especially since he made the transition to Hollywood, you know, if you look at The Rock in, you know, 1999-2000, and, like, physically look at him, and then physically look at him today, he's made that transition to where he is an action figure now. He's not, yeah. he barely looks like a human being anymore. Um, Roddy Piper was doing it while, you know, he he just looked like a dude. He could yeah. play some of those really cool action roles that weren't going to Stallone or Schwarzenegger, you know, because, yeah, Roddy Piper is not going to emerge from a bog covered in glistening waters with, you know, rippling muscles. Muscle. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, Roddy Piper is going to look like a dude that if you met him in an alley, he might be able to kick your ass pretty well. Um, okay. So that yeah. gives him a whole a whole nother place where he can act from physically. And, and I really think that, uh, that that's something that, you know, you don't see so much in, in your Hollywood action stars anymore. I, I think uh, out of the, the three that we're looking at right now, the three that are really active, Cena, Rock, and Batista, I think yeah. Dave, is, Dave is the best actor out of all of them. I agree with, you know, I agree with that. Yeah. He, yeah. he, he has, has great yeah. Yeah, comedic timing. Yeah. He's a physical presence. Uh, he can play it soft. He has range. I think he's a really great actor, and I think he answered the question honestly. And people are like, do you want to get together, like do a, like an Expendables with all the XWD guys? He says, no, I want to do my thing. I want them to do theirs. I don't see myself doing Dwayne Johnson movies or John Cena movies. Um, you know, Cena had that that coming out party in Trainwreck, and we're like, oh my god, he is incredibly funny, and uh, just just kind of rolled from there. And, and his this peacekeeper role is going to be huge for him, I think. You, you, you just said it, right, the key word, uh, range. Uh, and, and Dave, Dave's got it. And I'm also looking to, forward to uh, the remake of Doom, actually, with him in it coming out soon. That will be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think Batista's best role might have been in, um, uh, not Skyfall, in Spectre. I think he's great in Spectre. And, oh, amazing, and, yes. I mean, you know, he Spectre. has very few lines, but, again, so much of acting – and this is why I'm surprised that more workers, more guys don't jump from, you know, in the ring to on the screen. Because so much of what you do as an actor is about what you're doing when you're not speaking. And, and you're talking about guys who their entire lives are dedicated to performing and, and getting across a story and emotion just through physicality. And, you know, that's such an asset uh, when you're transitioning to stage or screen. And, and I'm, I'm really surprised you don't see more guys. I feel like, and, and he only, I think, had one movie role, and it was kind of a joke because uh, it was one of those typical late Hulk Hogan pacifier. Well, it was the pacifier. It was Triple H. 
Like I don't I don't know how Blade Three, up. man. Blade Trinity. Triple H is amazing. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about Blade Trinity. Yeah, is that my dog? Yeah, 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 yeah. Dog, he separated Ryan Reynolds' shoulder to yeah. too so, stiff as an actor. But I mean, that's a guy that is such a great performer and storyteller in the ring that I'm yeah. surprised he didn't make a greater transition outside the ring. And I can only assume it's because he's such a purist that he didn't want to, and that's why he's still doing what he's doing uh, with NXT. So just to backtrack a little bit, uh, I'm looking no, at right. We don't backtrack here. We move All right, forward. That's right. Push forward. All right. So just to, to push backwards. forward. To, so to push forward in a circle. Um, I'm looking right now. Uh, Rocky three, yes, pre Hulkamania, uh, and Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan in the middle of an AWA run. He still had about another year until until he would leave. I don't know about you guys. I think. I, this kind of, as I was listening to Kevin talk about how he was surprised that more wrestlers don't make the jump, the initial thought that went through my head, and it's something that that I've been saying on this show for, God, it seems like since I started doing the show with Brady, is that I think part of it is you, you, you meet a lot of wrestlers who can't say a sentence. They just, they're not, they, they don't speak the way that you know a human speaks. And, and they're on Raw. No, no. And they're on Raw, oh, which is yeah. also another <laughs> problem. I'm I love them all. The other, I think part of the other reason that you, is that it's a very different type of speaking when you do it. Mm-hmm. And I actually think of, since we were talking about sort of the three that are really active, it took John Cena a couple of years being more or less completely out of wrestling yeah. For him to really find his acting legs, so some of those early Cena movies, which I have, which I have unfortunately watched, because I think that it is my job as one of the hosts of this show to at least be nominally informed of what's happening. I've watched one of those early Cena movies. They're yeah. they are in every aspect, from the writing to the acting to the production irredeemably bad. How dare you say bad words about cockblockers like that? That is, <laughs> that is art, sir. Uh, Ray, you make a really good point about the, about the way you speak uh, as a human being or the way you speak in the ring versus how you deliver lines. And what I did think was interesting, I did hear one time uh, John Carpenter himself said that Roddy Piper wrote a lot of his own dialogue uh, for They Live uh, a lot of stuff was just coming out of it. Like, he was basically, like, walking around with, like, one of – he's like a poet with a, with a moleskin notebook, you know, walking around with, you know, one-liners and zingers, I guess, that he could use in the ring and then just, you know, repurposing them to be used in the movie. Uh, so the, the – you know, obviously the famous, I came here to uh, to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and I'm all out of bubblegum, uh, he wrote that. That was, that was his line. That was not in the original script. Hmm. So, you know, the, it, it does take a guy with a certain talent to be able to do that. For sure. For sure. Uh, so anyway, guys, uh, Ray, by the way, did you have a movie before we kind of move on here? No, I think we can move on to our guests. Okay. Well, that's what I was going to say. Actually, why don't we take a real quick commercial break, and on the other side, we're going to be welcoming Brother Brutai to the program. And then, uh, then we'll open up the phone lines as well. So this is In the Room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, and we will be right back as soon as I can find this. Here we are. 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, this is the Total Package. Lex Luger, you're listening to the VOC Nation. Don't miss out. Since 2018, there's only been one program that brings you artists from around the world, both big and small, brings you the best in local talent, and hosts live events. Rock and Roll Union is all of that and more. With C.T. McManus, the lovely D, and new co-host Psycho Steve Preston, you're sure to get everything you need. So tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for your one-stop shop for all things rock and roll. Rock and Roll Union, music worth fighting for. Check out In The Room. Every Tuesday night at 9. Listen in. Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks, former WCW star Stro Maestro, Kathy Fitz, Matt Grimm. And you and Ray are there too, right, Ray? We sure are, and we've got great guests like Lex Luger, AJ Styles, Taku, and more. It's a heck of a party. Plus, I didn't get thrown off uh, buildings. And then uh, I didn't get pregnant either. Sometimes I think it gets so ridiculous. We were getting into, like, snuff film territory there. In the room. 9 p.m. Eastern on VOC Nation. Wrestling with history. The voice of choice and killer can wrestling. When I die, they're going to open me up and find about 2,000 undigested Northwest Airlines cheese omelets. Mr. Chris Cruz, what's going on? Jesus, how did I get roped into this? General Adnan went to school with Saddam Hussein. He cried, I cried, he cried, and who could have cried? Adnan lost a lot of family in the Iraqi war. Everybody loves Granny. Wow. Yeah, see, a lot of people don't know that. Yes, Joey, you guys are busting me up. Catch Wrestling With History with Ken Resnick and I live on VOCNation.com or listen to the podcast by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro. Talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out, VOCNation.com, WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Yo, this is Jerry Stags of the Nasty Boys. Yeah, Brian Knobs, here you get ready to get nasty. Well, listen to the VOC Nation, baby, because it's about to get nasty all around and up in this mother. Get ready. Nasty sensation is coming at you. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. All right, so joining us on the line right now, we have a very special guest, Kathy. I don't know how many, how often I've told you, but I absolutely love you for all that you do for this show. And tonight, you hit our home run, Kathy. Uh, we have on the line the one and only Brutus the Barber Beefcake. A true legend, and it isn't that often that we get to talk to legends. What's going on, Brutus? How you doing tonight? Well, I, my wife's giving me hell. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you, brother. No, it's all it's all good, man. Uh, 
Brutus Beefcake is just uh, happy to be here and grateful to have so many fans. The fans are so, so intensely great these days. It's it's insane, and, and, and I'm just so glad to be a part of it. It must. I, I mean, I'm sure you're used to it at this point, but to walk down the street even all these years later, I'm sure people recognize you. What's that like to just be so well-known and so loved by the wrestling world? It's incredible. And it's so fun to be in this country. But sometimes you walk Sometimes you're walking down the street in the UK or Germany or there in, in Japan, and people run up to you and go, Brutus! And you go, like, wow! <laughs> what? Okay. And, you know, that, that's, that's what's really fun. <laughs> you know, it's real fun. That's cool. Do you ever get an impromptu request for a haircut? All, all the time. Uh, the guy asked uh, me to cut his hair the other night, and then uh, next thing you know, he turned his back on me. <laughs> I clipped a little off his hair, and he was, like, completely <laughs> caught off guard. Like, I can't believe he did that. I was like, this, this guy's hair, he thinks his hair is, like, you know, he, it's like God, you know. <laughs> and then it's like, Brutus, I said, brother, you just got snipped by the barber. That's funny. <laughs> Never See, I'm, I'm lucky enough. <laughs> I'm lucky enough. Kathy will tell you. It, it looks like you already cut my hair, so I'm good. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's tremendous. That that is tremendous. Uh, Brutus, I mean, you have lived the life, the wrestling career. Uh, everybody knew who you were. Do you ever just want to look back at your life and the career that you had, and just want to pinch yourself for everything you've done? All, all the time, man. Every day, I wake up. I I pray a lot before I go to bed and when I wake up. And, and I just, you know, I try to, people ask me and we talk about things. I'm going to tell, I'm telling stories. I'm saying, but I'm like, you, you guys just don't have a, any idea really how much I have to be grateful for. It's just incredible. There's so much and so many stories. Um, I got a book out, Brutus, uh, com. You can find it. Uh, certain kind of Buddhist speaking. I'm going to do a couple. I'm going to do a couple more. Tell a few more of the stories that are out there because it's, it's all about really what happened. Tell tell them the real story, not the made up story. <laughs> but uh, everybody loves loves to uh, to hear those those kind of. Real stories that happen with all the guys and stuff in all parts of the world and stuff. And it's um, it's just so almost surreal to look back and just realize how much, how grateful, how, how much fun, how many guys, how much fun we had all over the world. Well, it's funny. I was going to ask you about, like, a favorite moment or something that really hit you. But with this book coming out, which, by the way, is called Strutting and Cutting, and like you said, you can get that on BrutusBeefcake.com. Uh, Brutus, maybe give people a little taste for what's in the book, maybe a, a, a story or, or the beginning of a story from it. Well, no, I mean, the book's already out, but we're going to do a follow-up and stuff. Okay. And, uh, I apologize. Here's, here's what we're really going to do. As, um, I mean, I, I spent months with the guy, Kenny Casanova, and, uh, and my wife, Missy, 
like spent weeks uh, trimming up, trimming things down and cutting stuff back. And, you know, these days with the Me Too movement and stuff, you got to be careful what kind of stories you tell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and if, you know, <laughs> so, you know, we, we're trying to be realistic and to say stuff that's going on, and, and, you know, you have to do what you got to do. <laughs> and, and things, uh, you don't want to put people in a, in a bad position. <laughs> you don't want to put people in a bad position. <laughs> but, but, but there's plenty of, uh, of, of fun, fun details to, uh, you know, fill in the blanks around stories that were that were that, that are out there, but that were never really, really told. So that's it. I'm saying, yeah, I'm Okay. That's 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 great, uh, Burgess. One of the listeners wants to know, and I've always been curious about this myself. Uh, the influence that Hulk Hogan and that friendship has been for you over the years was that necessarily a good thing to be so close to him back when you were, or was that like something where people didn't care for it as much? Yeah. You know, brother, that's that's a crazy question for you to ask. And, you know, our relationship was, we were close for many years, and it's, mm-hmm. it's a relationship that people don't even understand everything. It's like I I, I helped him more than he ever helped me, and, and shit. And, 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 and everybody's like, oh, well, well, this. But they don't know behind the scenes, we're really, we're, we're all over the world now. I'm, I'm covering them, covering them from A to Z, and helping them. And, and along, and at the end of the day, it, it, it all comes back full circle. It, it's all good. Wow. I, I'm super happy the way everything turned out. He has his life. I got mine. Bruce Beefcake became a, 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 a living legend. At the end of the day, that's <laughs> it's all about. We're happy, and uh, I do. And I want, you know, yeah, yeah. Everybody can't uh, be be the top of the heap. Sometimes you got to be just below it, and, and sometimes you got to be the guy that really could have been over the top too. It, it, well, at the end of the day, you know, you mentioned. Day. Okay, cool. Well, you mentioned like, you know, how not everybody can be on top. Uh, is that ever something that bothered you that you never really got a run with that world title that a lot of people think you should have? It really did. It didn't. Not that it bo- Not that it didn't. That it bothered me. But okay. yeah, no. It, the accident in 1990, leading up to that whole thing, 1988, I was supposed to take the Intercontinental Belt from Honky. Mm-hmm. And they changed the WrestleMania or whatever it was. They had to change the the pay per view, uh, where it was SummerSlam. They they changed the whole pay per view because Warrior Warrior wanted to have the belt, and so he beat Honky in like ten seconds. And yeah, so it, it changed the whole thing. But basically, <laughs> I was in the position. Even Warriors, as popular as he was, I was still as popular as he was, if not more. Yeah. 
you know, and so definitely the people. And, and but I had already been there for years. I came through. There was there's a, there's a whole, you know, I don't know. And 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 then um, basically the way things were set up, they were grooming for the world title. You get the intercontinental title for for a year or two, and then things, and then because I got hurt and thing, and then you, then Bret Hart, God bless Bret, I love him, for a lot of time friends. Bret stepped into that to that spot, uh, heartbreak kid, whatever and thing, and Bret and then and they went back forth, back and forth there, but really at the end of the day, that was Bruce Beefcake. Wow. Hadn't happened in 1990, I would have had the Intercontinental belt for at least a year, if not more, and then boom, a bam, and then in 91-ish, 92, I would have had the world title belt. Hogan's on his way out, and that whole thing, and boom, it would have, it would have been a whole deal. That's the way it was. And you know what? I could totally see that just because of the way you were positioned. You were you were moving up the card for sure around that time. Uh, but you did undersell it a little bit. Uh, you said you, you got hurt. Um, that was a devastating injury that a lot of people, I think, uh, forget would have been able to come back from. I think a lot of people probably wouldn't have even recovered to the extent that you did. How tough was that to come back from that parasailing accident? I was a young fan. I was about 12 at the time, and I was – Devastated to read about it. Well, it was a most horrific uh, accident, horrible thing anyone could ever have happened to him. I, I, um, it's only a miracle. God blessed me that I that I'm alive. I was blind. I was, <laughs> brother. I'm, I have eight strips of titanium, thirty-two screws, and a hundred feet of wire that hold my head together on a daily basis. And the, the people told me, the doctor said, I'll never drive a car. They didn't want me to drive oh a God. car. And through the grace of God, uh, I just, I'm a fucking crazy summer bitch. And I wouldn't stop until I became, until I got myself back in Let me just, better shape than I've ever been in my life and came back into the W W. E and and did the barber shop and I was bigger and stronger and better than I'd ever been in my life. How is that possible? I don't know. I, I, it, it sounds like you're religious, and that's the only answer <laughs> I can come up with is that uh, God was on your side that day for sure in some form or way. Uh, no, was there any absolutely. hesitation about even wanting to come back after that? No, there was, brother. That's where. There was a couple of uh, little character uh, things that are actually in the WWF uh, books and stuff. The Mystery Man. The thing. Uh, there was a couple where I was like feeling. I was trying it out, going into the ring, and trying to feel, see, see how I felt going in there. And the, you know, the doctor said, "You get hit wrong, you're dead." So it's kind of. That's a, oh that's a little hard to go into the ring facing that kind of thing. You know what I'm saying, Russ? Yeah. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to err on the in caution. 
and, and get a little more time to, to recover. At the end of the day, my doctor told me after CAT scans and 3D scans and all that stuff of my face and my head that I recovered, that, that I healed the bone grafts in my face and everything healed. It was so strong. He says, I can't say this on the record. He said, but your skull is impregnable. Your, you get hit by freaking satellite that bounce off your head. <laughs> you got a hard head. That's what my grandfather used to say about me. <laughs> what you had there to hold your face together and that thing, is, even in wow. a cast, it still wouldn't come apart yeah wow that's uh was that's fortunate enough to survive this doctor did experimental people don't have a clue he, he did experimental surgery on me that's never been done on a living human they put me back together with all this titanium and shit and they you know they put my head back together <laughs> It's never been done to a, to a person that survived, and I was the first. And here we are. You know, we're just having a good day. Let's have some fun. <laughs> and that's that, that's an amazing story. It really. And every time I hear, and I've heard you say that before, uh, but every time I hear you say it, I'm just like, I'm in awe of it. I really am. And the way you came back, right? So you you come back. You have that uh, the basically the main event of WrestleMania. And then a couple years later, you follow that up with that with that run in WCW where you main event Starcade against your old buddy Hulk Hogan. Um, yeah. uh, one of the listeners actually wants to know what it was like to work with Kevin Sullivan in the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin's an old friend. Uh, the Dungeon of Doom was tremendous because those are all my friends, my best friends. And uh, the King, uh, Curtis, Curtis Ayakia, my friend from Hawaii, uh, he was there with us and doing the whole thing. And I mean, the Dungeon of Doom. And I, I did uh, the, the, the uh, Halloween Havoc in, in Detroit. Me and the Giant drove in to the to place on the back of a monster truck. And I mean, as I was the Zodiac then, I, did, I got a chance to, to do some extra characters there while Bruce Beefcake was in neutral. And then eventually, once. Uh, I I retained uh, the rights back to use my name. Then I then I came back to British Beefcake and and uh, which was always the plan. But you know, in the meantime, I was able to utilize my skills to yeah. play part. I mean, it's not, not, I, I, not that's cool. Just an actor in a, in any movie, you know, Netflix or anything. To they walk up to a guy and hand him a script, and said, okay. Want you to be the the booty man? Want you to be the zodiac? Want you to be there? <laughs> what you're gonna look like? This is what we want you to do. I mean, that's it's just, that's all it is, basically. And and bam, bam, I've got some pop, bang. I'm I'm the character. I do it. You know, it, it keeps getting my family a, a paycheck, and I'm paid, and I'm paid. So that's that's sometimes you got to do what you got to do. That's that's really crazy, and it's it's so cool. I never heard the story behind you changing your name like that. 
I mean, I got to ask you, how weird is it? You go from WWE. Sorry? Uh, had yeah. WWF had trademarked my name illegally back in like yeah. 1990, and so when I went to WCW in the later 90s, that's when they they were stopping me from using Brutus Beefcake, and that and this, so they had to that's the main, crazy. no name and this and that. They were they didn't want to challenge Vince, but really Vince would, had trademarked my name illegally. Didn't have a legal leg to stand on. They could have won easily, but they were afraid of them. Well, I, I mean, I, I, the question is there. I, I got to ask you. So, so who would win in a triple threat between the barber, the booty man, and uh, that that I forget his name. That the Zodiac. Zodiac. Oh no, Brutus. Brutus. <laughs> I'm not on the no, Would you, no question about it, baby. <laughs> Would you cut the Vinci, horn off? Vicky DJ so that she would win. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Brutus, uh, you're already over the time that I uh, said I would do for tonight, but I appreciate it so much. Kathy, you were amazing for pulling this together for us. Thank you so much. Kathy, uh, yeah, uh, great uh, old friend. My, my Kathy, thanks. Thanks, Kathy. Is the one who helped me and took care of me, got me back to my hotel. With no, they left me with no ride and shit, and she helped. Me. Wow. Well, that's her. That, that, she'll, she'll take care of you for sure. Uh, Brutus, before we let you go, I have a huge favor to ask. It would mean the world to me as a fan and, and somebody who's been following you for so long. Um, could we get you to record what we call a bumper to play on the beginning of the show? I can do that for you. Okay. Great. I, I appreciate it. So the name of the show is In the Room. If you could just tell people, so it's in the room, just tell people who you are and remind them that they're listening. We'll have you on your way, man. Listening to what? The name of the show is In the Room. In the Room. In the Room. We're in the room. Yes. (laughs) Barbara Beach. All right. You you started out (laughs) having a party. All right, everybody. We are in the room. And the Baba, Brutus the Baba Beefcake. So don't miss an episode or else you get a haircut. Bang! I love it so much. Thank you so much for the time, brother. It really meant a lot. And by the way, I, I don't know if you – do you guys know each other? So we have Maestro on the line from WCW He's my regular co-host. He's joining us a little late. Stro, you want to say hi to the barber? Hey, brother. Hey, brother. <laughs> hey, brother. Good stuff. Hey, my jo- Good hey, stuff. brother. I don't know if it is. But anyway, yeah. Well, thank you for the time, Brutus. It means the world. You're welcome. All right. All right. Thank okay. you so much. Take care. Be safe. <laughs> All right, uh, so what we're going to do right now, we're going to take a real quick commercial break, and on the other side, we'll open up the phone lines, and we'll do so much more. Guys, you're listening to In the Room, 914-338-1885. This is Lance Storm, and if I can be serious for a minute, you're listening to VOC Nation Worldwide. VOC Nation is one of the longest-running wrestling podcast networks, having started way back in 2010. VOC Nation provides daily streaming shows where fans have the ability to interact with their hosts, and guests via phone calls, emails, and Twitter. 
VOC Nation hosts also include former backstage interviewer from both AWA and WWE, Ken Resnick, former WCW performer The Maestro, former Impact performer Wes Frisco, Pro Wrestling Illustrated contributor Brady Hicks, and former Philadelphia radio personality Bruce Wirtz. VOC Nation's two most popular shows are Wrestling with History, featuring Ken Resnick and Bruce Wirtz, streaming live on Wednesday nights at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, and In the Room, featuring Pro Wrestling Illustrated's Brady Hicks and WCW alum The Maestro. Both shows take callers live during the show, and recent guests have included General Adnan, Tito Santana, Haku, Earl Hebner, Danger Sandy Davis, Jimmy Hart, Ricky Steamboat, Brodus Clay, and so many more. Archive-free content includes past interviews with huge names like Hulk Hogan, Jesse Ventura, Kurt Angle, Sting, Mick Foley, Joey Styles, Howard Finkel, and so many more. Listen live at VOCNation.com and subscribe to all the podcasts by searching VOC Nation Radio Network on your favorite podcast app. And be sure to follow these guys on Twitter at VOCNation. This is your amiga, Shelly from Cali, to let you know you can catch me here on VOC Nation for Shelly Live. You never know what the hell I'm going to be talking about. Sometimes I have guests. Sometimes I let you on in the cheese mess, spill a little tea. Sometimes I cry. You have to tune in to find out why. And I also take your calls. I love chatting with you guys and seeing what the hell you guys are thinking. So meet me here on the VOC Nation. Be there or be square. Rock and Roll Union for the past two years has been the place for rock and roll, new rock and roll, debuting rock and roll, and some of the old classics as well. We have welcomed guests from around the world, national artists and more. We have excited many people by our live events. We've welcomed everybody into the fold, and we continue to do so on a weekly basis. Guys, that is Rock and Roll Union, and that is what we do for you. Saturdays, 6 p.m. Eastern, VOCNation.com. Each and every Thursday night, check it out. WCW star Stro Maestro takes you on a journey. It's WCW Retro, talking old school match of the week, talking dream matches, taking your calls, and looking back on an incredible career of acting, entertaining, and wrestling. Check it out. VOCNation.com. WCW Retro. Be sure to call in Thursday nights, 9 Eastern, on the VOC Nation Radio Network. The worldwide leader in entertainment. This is the VOC Nation Radio Network. Ladies and gentlemen, it's in the room on the VOC Nation Wrestling Network, right here live on VOCNation.com. While you're on VOCNation.com, check out all the great programs that we have to offer, live and on-demand content just about every day of the week. Check out all our social media, go to our Patreon, buy our t-shirts, do all that stuff. Please, it helps so much, believe me. Uh, so anyway, we're back. 914-338-1885 is the number to call in tonight. But before we kind of dive back in, Cheryl, I know you're back at it this week, WCW Retro. What do you got going on this week? Well, this Thursday night, WCW Retro at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on VCNation.com. Uh, we'll be discussing uh, the what-if scenarios in pro wrestling history. 
uh, if you have a favorite what if scenario you'd like to discuss with us, please call in. Should be a good time. And then it's Friday night on the Hard Sci-Fi Show The Pro Zone at midnight Eastern Standard Time on my Facebook page, facebook.com slash throw the maestro. Uh, the feature will be The Wolfman from back in the day. So uh, please uh, do this. I mean, I, I think the biggest one for what if got to be Magnum TA, right? I feel like, I hope I'm not stepping on anybody's toes, but that's, that's me. No. That's that popped into my head. Oh, that's definitely a big one. Yeah. <laughs> I got a bunch. I, I, I got a bunch, uh, and I wish I could call in Thursday. Stro, Owen Hart, imagine how much different the world would have been. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Uh, Brett probably you know, what if, by Goldberg. Goldberg. What he if probably Thor was yeah. an only child and, and no, no, uh, different, had a different party? We do not have... If? Disney's very litigious. Right, right, right. We'll play some Metallica while we do it. It'll all be good. Uh, Yeah, it's all right. We're not not Napster. Shout out to LimeWire, man. When I was in college, I would download three songs a night, and usually it would crash somewhere around one and a half. Uh, You were were downloading songs on LimeWire? I was downloading porn. Wow. You know, songs. LimeWire, Bear Share. Yeah. Bear Share. <laughs> Bear Share. Nice. Yeah, songs. Songs That's... that were like 15-minute videos. Oh, I thought you meant songs. porn on Bear Share. Oh, no, both, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, no, no. all right. I got you. I was going to say that the interface was slightly better than Blog Talk Radio, so it's it's definitely <laughs> something. Uh, <laughs> 914-338-1885. So, uh, Pat, you had a topic, and I think it's a yeah. great topic. Good old TNA. Good old TNA. So, so I started following the news surrounding TNA, and I know you had Moose on the show recently, Impact Wrestling, pardon me, and they just inducted Austin Kong into their Hall of Fame. And my whole, my whole question was, what happened? Is it really just as simple as Bischoff and Hogan? Because Kevin and I were big, big TNA fans. I sat through a taping in Orlando. I, we went to, what, three pay-per-views in one year? Hard Justice, yeah. Lockdown, and something else. Like, and Lockdown was in Philly. That was a great show. It was a great show. That was I've really argued with you about it before, I remember, online. Yeah. About TNA. Yeah. yeah. I came around it, on it. It seems to be coming around again, but I feel like... Where AEW is now is where TNA was, and it's just like that moment, what's going to happen? Which way is it going to go? Because it could just go downhill. I mean, you see what the Jacksonville Jaguars are doing. You see what Tony Khan's uh, Premier League team is doing. They're just – he buys these things and plays with them and then he discards them. And sure, Punk's here. Let's be fair for a second because a similar comment I think was made on last week's show. Tony Khan and Chad Khan are not the same person. Right. Tony right. Khan owns owns his thing. Chad Khan is the father who owns the Jags. Yeah. Tony is the same as his sister Dixie Carter, though. They're the same person. Right. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> that you you can true. see, like they get all this talent, and they're starting to move in the right direction, and things are turning, and then. What's gonna be the the point that kind of drops in them and becomes a make or break moment? Because I think it was they thought Hogan and Bischoff coming to TNA at that point in time was going to turn the tide, and I think they felt Punk and Brian and Adam Cole are turning the tide towards them. But if you look, the numbers just came back, and I mean SmackDown pulled eight hundred thousand viewers, 
and uh, you only got 500000 for Dynamite. I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, is this TNA all over again? Because I was just getting into AEW. Uh, I hated CM Punk. Hated, hated CM Punk. I thought what he did in mixed martial arts was what he was complaining about everybody doing in professional wrestling. He jumped the line. He took somebody else's spot, and he got it from name value, just like all your friends pulling you up. And he kind of, you know, came and gave a little bit of an apology in talking about the state of mental health he was in, and I got it. I felt that. And I was like, oh, man, this ball's about to get rolling. WWE forgets to sign Adam Cole. They maybe pitched him on being Keith Lee's manager. I'm like, this feels like the turning point for AEW. And you get that great Brian match with uh, Suzuki. And it's just like, where is that wave? And I felt the same way. Like, I felt with, when Kevin and I were TNA fans, when we were going to these TNA shows, I felt mm-hmm. we were in on the ground floor. Like, I felt we were people, you know, like we're Hawaiian shirt guy and sign guy at the ECW arena, people who were there before <laughs> it became a thing. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I see that impact is now rebounding. I've watched a couple matches. They always have had a stellar in-ring product. I don't think that through any of their ups and downs, the in-ring product has always been fine. It's been mostly about finance production. And, and production and yeah. storylines. Um, I mean, they had some goofy. We were talking in the break about you need a little cheese. They had some goofy storylines that were just yeah. a lot of fun. Um, and I just look and I, I see the talent in that TNA roster. A lot of them are huge main eventers now. Uh, there's some they missed the boat on, but, like, I don't know. I felt like Matt Morgan would still be something at this point in time. I thought that this maybe would have had a little bit more in him. This, this to me, felt it felt like the beginning, and really it might have been just the end. And I'm worried that I'm seeing a lot of parallels with AEW now. So you want to talk about you want to talk about cheese there, hack for a second. The you know, TNA had the cheesiest of all cheesy storylines. Uh, when you guys were interviewing Moose last week, I was again. Uh, you know, I said to you guys off the air, and I'll, I'll say I am not plugged into the current product, right? I, I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not a devoted follower of any of this, uh, any of these programs. But uh, so, as you're interviewing Moose, I'm checking him out online, and I see that he had a feud with Suicide, yeah. and that's a goddamn character that was a video game character they brought to life. Yes. Uh, so that is the cheesiest uh, of all. And there's two of them: like like Terry Suicide Man. and Manic. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then like Terry Man. Yeah. yeah. Terry Man oh, as well. Man. I love them. They love something spicy. <laughs> I, right, they they also. Yeah, uh, Purdy Man was great. Then. Purdy Man was great. Yeah, what, what were you saying, right? So, a couple of things here. Number one, I I, I get the fear. Yeah. I I get the fear. I guess you get a fear. No, I I get past fear. Like I, I oh, get it. Like I got you. So, a couple of things here. Uh, when when Hogan and Bischoff went to TNA, at the time. I still am a triple A guy, and at the time I was a big Ring of Honor guy too. So I really could you say you're a not... mega triple A fan? You know what, Brady? Sorry. I am going to fly out to Philadelphia, and I'm going to beat the ever living hell out of you. I'm sorry. So, so I was also a big Ring of Honor guy, and that I didn't. So I didn't have a really have a dog in the fight when it came to WWE versus TNA. I look at what happened with TNA, and there were I think there were a couple of problems with TNA. Number one, they alienated who their core audience was. Yep. They and if it was they almost went out of their way to do it. Yep. Number two, 
AEW had no, and I, there is probably a term for it, but God help me, I don't know it. They had what I'm going to call storyline balance. There, or uh, where they, well, AEW has that. They have storyline balance, where there are multiple storylines and they don't necessarily always intersect. You know, things that are, things that are happening with Miro right now have absolutely nothing to do with Chris Jericho. And things that are happening with Jericho right now have nothing to do with MJF. And things that have to do with MJF have nothing to do with my boy John Moxley. In TNA, everything came back to the recycled invasion angle. Constantly and recycled invasion angle, whether it was painfully recycled. Aces and eights, yeah. Yes, painfully recycled. I don't think it's the same. The fact that SmackDown did, you know, about 300,000 better, yeah, it's discouraging to see. That being said, I look at AEW and I see a lot of upside. The names, the outside names that they're signing are not necessarily dominating shows. Guys who have been in the company for a while are still front and center. You know, yes, CM Punk got a win over Darby Allen. That's fine. Mm-hmm. He, he couldn't, you realistically couldn't have him lose coming back because then who the hell's going to care? I mean, the real big problem with Darby Allen is that they're trying to cancel his show on Corncob TV. I, and Flops is a great show. I don't know why cannot, they're trying to cancel it. cannot tell you how unbelievable oh, I am by him. So, you know, the thing is, like, Darby Allen could afford to take the loss. That's a mm-hmm. guy who just, because of who he is mm-hmm. and what his character's like, yeah. he can afford to take that. To me, the tell will be this. I think one of the worst things that AEW could do right now is sign Bray Wyatt too early. Right now, you don't need another big name splash. You can get him for yeah. Halloween now. That's 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 great. That's great. Go, Brady, you're fired. Go outside. This is this is Stroh's show now. So, oh, like, oh, a lot of shows. <laughs> oh my God! This is like show now. Wow. <laughs> I. By the way, what a dumb name, Wyndham. Come on. Uh, I, hey, what well, a name? Who who has ever? Made a dollar using the name Wyndham. No, I mean, to me, to me, I, 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 forgive oh, us, IRS. Forgive us. Like, I, I don't know. Like my, my whole thing is like Trump. there have been so many Wyndhams to just call yourself. <laughs> he's calling himself Wyndham for those who haven't heard. I. It's Wyndham or Wyndham Rotunda. I think it's just Wyndham. Unless I misread it. Oh, uh, I think. I, I see. I think if I think he should write a book and call it Sweets by Wyndham. Uh, mm, that's. That's terrible, right? You that's, should, that's, you should be ashamed. I should. I am. All right, I yeah. am, but that's that's why I'm here. So, I don't I, I, <laughs> This is your rock bottom. <laughs> there's so much... There's so much AEW has going for it that TNA just didn't. I don't know if you're, you're right about that, because TNA did a much better job pu- pushing its women. Uh, awesome Kong and Gail Kim brought down the house 
you know, I've, I've had the pleasure of, of working with Jamie Velvet Sky. She grew tremendously as a wrestler in her time there. Uh, when they brought Nikki Rocca as Rocky Laveau, they were doing things Love that before, before yeah. this quote-unquote revolution. They were putting the spotlight on women and letting them shine. Yeah. And, yeah, we, we get Dr. Britt Baker here and there, but I don't think they're and, – and Ruby got a tremendous pop, well-deserved. She's an awesome athlete and more power to her. But I think you're just – you weren't there and you don't know. Like, it was huge. The six sides – but, like, people were coming. They weren't washed up. Like, let's be serious here. Love CM Punk. Love Daniel Bryan. They are on the end of their career. Chris Jericho is on the end of his career. Kenny Omega I, is the end of his career. These guys were still in the crowd. Yeah. Even Adam well, Cole. I'm going to disagree with you for one second on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the difference, as I see just from what you guys are talking about, is when, when TNA brought in – their big splashes, they, you know, Hogan and Bischoff were past the end of their career. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that was the thing. And, and that is how you alienate your fans is, is you have this product that's built on youth and excitement and mm-hmm. you bring in the most status quo, I'm going to protect my spot guys on the planet. And so, I don't know that you're necessarily seeing the same thing with the guys that AEW is bringing in. You know, Punk can still work in the ring. Daniel Bryan can still work in the ring. Hogan, I mean, he couldn't work in the ring when he was young, let alone when he, by the time he came to yeah. It's not the same thing. I, I will say this, though. I mean, if you, for me, the sweet spot for TNA, 2005, late 2005, because yep. yep. they had that great roster that they still had intact from the early years of yep. TNA. Plus, they added that year, they added Sting, who, again, older, but he wasn't in his 60s at the time. He was in his yeah. – uh, don't make me do the math. He was in his 40s at the time. Yeah. Uh, you had Kurt Angle. Uh, say hot. what you will about Kurt Angle. He, he was hot. You had Christian. No. You know, and, and you're, you're slowly adding these pieces. Their women's division yep. blew away anything that you see in AEW, Pat. You said that. It's true. It's absolutely true. Um, they had much better so, women's wrestlers. I think if Tony Khan were financing TNA in 2005, it would be a much bigger deal than AEW uh, is today. Just I my 100% opinion. agree. 100% agree. Oh, 100%. Right. I mean, the only place you could see better women's wrestling than TNA back then in the, the heyday of the knockouts division was Shimmer. I mean, that was the only yeah. place you were getting women's talent of that For way. sure. For sure. So, what were you saying, Ryan? Well, Sorry. I was going to say, so I don't want to sound callous here. Uh, Don, Don. All right, Don. I don't want to. I don't want to. No, I do not want to sound like Mr. Bubble either. So I don't want to sound callous here, but and and, and I like women's wrestling. I, so do I. What are the? You're about the to say few, something terrible, so I'm just waiting for it. <laughs> actually, one of the one of the few wrestlers I've ever been genuinely excited to meet in person was Mischief. Like, like, I do genuinely like women's wrestling. And far be it for me to say that AEW's division is anything to write home about. It's mm-hmm. just really not. I mean, they have a couple nice pieces, but yeah, it's not anything. That, it's not anything that's going to make you tune in. I just, if that's your criticism of a promotion, that oh, I have so much more. That it's women's division, but you, and, and that's fine. But what did you go to first? It was uh, the women's division. And I have news for you. 
if you have the absolute best women's division on earth, then you have a mid 2000s shimmer and you are absolutely nowhere. Uh, stardom begs to differ. Stardom absolutely begs to differ. They're, they're getting a piece of Tokyo Dome shows. They've put superstars in WWE. Uh, stardom's a really, really big deal, and they're doing great things training women out there. You know, when Sasha Banks took a break, she went out there to train. Um, and right. the, the fact that Shimmer was able to run shows as a women's-only product in that atmosphere speaks volumes. And, I mean, most of the women who were in Shimmer then were the ones who went down the performance center and were training up everybody. Yeah, that's, sure. that's where I agree with you 100%, Hack. Like that, you're talking about um, – Again, you're talking about it like I like I said earlier with Roddy Piper. It's a time and a place thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, if, if Shimmer, you know, has its run, and and then it's a chicken and the egg too, because would Shimmer get the opportunity to have its run post a women's revolution in WWE? Because Shimmer is probably mostly responsible for said women's revolution yep. in WWE. I mean, if, if you didn't have that level of talent, you know, versus the the quote unquote divas of the day. You know, you know when when you were just as likely, you were. It was a thousand percent more likely you were going to see a pay per view with a mid card bra and panties match than you were going to see, you know, a, a mid card actual good women's wrestling match. Yeah. Uh, and Shimmer and 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 TNA had a huge hand in that too with the Knockouts division. Shimmer and TNA really did inspire what would become the women's revolution, and that's why now that matters. You know, yeah, in 2005, you can't hang your hat on having a good women's division because the excitement wasn't there yet. It, it, it was the TNA. Yeah. yeah. I, I, remember, I remember going to WSU, for example, just, just a stone's throw from New York. There were basically two major women's promotions in the U.S. There was Shimmer and there was WSU. And I'm watching, like, A.J. Lee debuting came up through there. Uh, Mar- Mercedes Martinez was having 90-minute Ironman matches. Right here yeah. from, from Waterbury, Connecticut. Uh, yeah. Veracity's own. She's amazing. Yeah. And the uh, complete shoot. If I was more terrified of the women in the locker room and when I was coming up in Connecticut than I was at the mm-hmm. Because For there sure. was Nikki Rocks and there was Mercedes, and they were terrifying. Sure. Even, like, little Serena Deeb. I love Serena. She's oh, yeah. amazing. But she's yeah. terrifying. It's like... If you if you piss her off, yeah, you don't want to be on that side of it for sure. Um, now I, I got to ask you guys: Have you ever seen a car crash firsthand? Yeah, I went to a TNA yep. taping. We just talked about that. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, let's go to Trenton, New Jersey. I'm going to bring on Rat Boy. What's going on, Rat Boy? Oh. Uh, right now I'm not in Trenton, New Jersey. I'm on Route 13 in Philadelphia, PA. What? What are you? You're not going anywhere. Are you coming here? I'm in another town, PA. What are you doing down there? Getting milk. Uh, I, I'm coming home from the bingo. I'm coming home from the bingo, and I'm in a car with my mom. You're all being nice well, now, you hear? Okay. Oh, God. So my mom's so just here. There is so you much hear? mess on this call right now. Yeah. Now, uh, Rat, Boy, Rat Boy's a great guy. Rat Boy, I hope you won a lot of money. Uh, we have this regular thing. Hang on, hang on. We have this periodic. 
They weren't shit, my mom said. This, this, this is actually the well, best call that we've had. Are you sure you didn't play that in Trenton? <laughs> huh? Oh, Lord. I'm only kidding. Uh, Boy, what did you have for dinner? This, here, is, this is something that we like to do. What did you have for dinner tonight, Rat Boy? Was it free milk from the 7-Eleven? He gets free milk. He gets free milk. Peppers, right? Five onion, okay. A cheese steak with five okay. onions and peppers. And fresh On your side. Thanks for checking right. in. <laughs> Thanks chicken for checking fingers. in, Rat Boy. Sounds good. And uh, yeah. I, I want to uh, talk about uh, Crown Jewels real quick. What's that? Crown Jewels, okay? The winner oh, of the King of the Ring. Yes. <laughs> 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 the winner of the ring is the demon king. What'd you say? I'm, I'm going with the demon king. Inshallah. You're going ben, to start showing your with the demon king? The yeah, demon king is going to win. The demon king. Alright. You mean the king yeah. of the ring, you mean? Okay. As the king oh, of the ring. They're going to yep. give you the crown this, this is the part. It's Xavier Woods. Is that Finn Balor? Who's the demon king? Yeah, that's, that's yeah, Finn Balor. This is the part that kills me. Is this card looks so good, aside from Goldberg being a part of it. Um, I can't. My morals will not allow me to watch that. It, that was the line with me and WWE. I was like, all right, you're taking their money. It's fine. And suddenly the boy's plane is stuck in Saudi Arabia. I'm like, all right, that's, that's enough. Yeah. You put everybody the in. The ring game. The ring is being built by Slate. That's yeah. kind of the line for me. Yeah, but, like, I want to see Xavier Woods be crowned king of the ring because everybody in the New Day has got a chance to shine, and Woods hasn't. And you want to talk about bringing it back full circle to DNA. Austin Creed was tremendous. And yeah, he was Apollo Creed. Yes, he was. Former, uh, former Super 8 champion, too, by the way. Former Super 8 champion. Super 8 yeah. is a great way to find success. They actually, one of the guys who helped bring me up, they named the ECWA named the tournament in his honor, Larry Winters. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, they, they're all Larry. Good work, but, like, you know, Xavier Woods mean, deserves this moment. He deserves this moment. I wish it was happening on home soil where he could get, like, the real pop. Yeah, face to say, he's playing with you on his Sorry, is he a Hall of Famer on his own if he wins this? No. No, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Yeah, yeah, probably. I, I agree with you, that, yeah. but personally, I would trade Kofi's world title and Big E's world title for um, for Xavier Woods' sort of 15 minutes with Paige. Okay, you know what? Uh, uh. You, you take back that insult about Big E and the ongoing Big E celebration, sir. I, I'll tell you what. You know, you, I think they're making money from Saudi Arabia. You put that tape on the WWE network, man. I'll tell you uh, what, they're selling some subscriptions. Terrible. You know, they're selling terrible. 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 So how did you become a rat boy? Is it the ride oh, with mom that, that helps you get get the? Because I assume if you're calling it a wrestling show, your name is Rat Boy. You're a rat, right? I am the rat boy. No response. And how I got my oh, name 
It's from a movie called Rat Boy, and you can pick that up on YouTube. He does called Rat Boy. He does the well, like, I look like the character. Yeah. I look like the Forget character. Netflix and Huluween. No, no. You can see YouTube. my 15-minute movie on YouTube. Don't well, worry. Rat Boy, I, I appreciate you calling in. Unlike everyone else here, I appreciate the fans who call into the show. You took your time to call us. And I never really had to deal with us. Well, I know. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm new here. I could just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just hope you keep listening and tell everybody about VOC Nation and uh, don't, don't watch, don't watch Crown Jewel. It, you're not gonna. It, it's, you it's know, bad. you know, man. It's, you know, I don't know, know who you are. Okay, I was born and raised on the VOC Nation. That yes, 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 there's something yes. you'd like to wow. tell. You got some, you got some heat with them now. I know. Damn. I was the one trying to. You were trying to play the baby face. Like the old role now. What's going on? Listen here, listen here, Rat Boy. I went to see a movie in 30 minutes. I was here from the start. You shut your jabroni mouth when you're talking about putting peppers on a cheesesteak. You're from the area, and you put peppers on a cheesesteak. You're in the car with your mom. Let me tell you something, mom. Just swear off the road because I tried to be no, nice to your boy. I tried to be nice to your boy. And, and this is what I get. This is why I, I try to be nice. Little defensive. Well, what a hateful thing that was. Oh, yeah. Rat boy, Rat boy, hang on, hang on. I have a question, I have a question for Rat boy. Rat boy, are you with me? I love you, Rat boy. Yeah, I'm here. I'm a, I'm a VMC Hall of Famer now. Come on. be on listening. Let me, let me, let me ask you a question now, Rat boy. How old are you? Like what? What genre or what? Uh, what age bracket you coming from? I'm from are you? Okay, okay, my errors, okay, okay. Let me put it this way: my air is over, and I'm and 57 years old. You're 57 years old. Why are you that okay. man by now? <laughs> Just, yeah, I know, but everybody <laughs> likes to call me rat boy. Rat years. Because right, I'm so boy. crazy. Uh, I'm so crazy, funny, and outgoing. You I'm are athletic, everything. Oh, yeah. I love I'm, still, I'm still going on. Rat boy, shut up. I have a question. So, uh, <laughs> Rat boy, I have a question regarding regarding the milk situation. Why? <laughs> do you get do you get chocolate milk or is it only white milk? Is it cow's milk, or are you limited to rat's milk? Do they, like, milk the rats in the back of the 7-Eleven for you? No, uh, like I get regular milk. Regular milk. I don't know. promise these dogs are better. <laughs> Thank you, Ray. No, 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 no. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. You can call it a vanilla milk. Okay. Vanilla milk. I'm so tempted. i got to play this for you guys, so I, I know... Pat, you obviously did you just think white milk is vanilla milk? Is that what he did? He did. Yeah, yeah, he called it that, and, and, and that's fine. I so we wrote, we actually had a roast of Rat Boy a couple of years ago. I just want to play you a clip from uh, from the advertisement. I, I think you'll really get a kick out of it. Voice of Choice Nation worldwide. 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 Worldwide, baby. Worldwide, man. Worldwide. 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 
Worldwide. Worldwide. Worldwide. On VOCNation.com. Well, number one today, okay? And it's a rabbit It's no Cal Val. And, and Rad Boy and I are going to go have a, a second cocktail. What do you say, Rad Boy? Worldwide. Rad Boy and Val. I'm not even going to touch that. I bet you there's going to be <laughs> there's gonna be some missing Velveeta slices somewhere here in this hotel. You know what, Rad Boy? You're asking for it, and I'm going to give it to you. I took it at the man. Come on now. Four different ways. I got five different ways, and you only got four. Rad Boy follows Paul Bear around. Here he is again. Away. I have a special arm uh, around for him. Then you'll fit in it too. Again, it's a part of the like comedic relief. Keep listening, monkeys, or you will feel the pain. <laughs> Sorry, the rap boy. Let me ask you something, you pencil neck sweat hot. Have you ever have you ever felt the touch of a woman that wasn't your mother? See, oh, that's not see, is this why you bring us on? Is to alienate your audience? I tried to befriend the rap boy. I tried to tell him. I think he's being a little aggressive tonight. I think he's being aggressive. Came in a little hot. Normally it's Ray chases everybody. Rad boy, you know I love you, brother. Yeah, I love you too, Brady. You know, we gotta, we and you gotta go do something together, man. You know, we gotta go hang out. No, I don't love you that much. I don't love you that much. Hey, hey. I'm taking one time, minute. What time are you hunting? Do me a favor. Next time you see Mr. Ooh, I'll tell him I'm after him. All right, Brad. Uh, uh, Brady, Brady and I reconnected. Is We went to an ECWA show. Mr. Ooh, i was amazing. I forgot that. Yeah, you guys came when we were doing the showcases back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Tremendous stuff. Ugh. So that well, was, anyway, uh, that was an interesting. That was catching some of a hell of an audience, don't you, Brady? Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's a pretty good sample of our demographic, so you, you get a real feel for uh, who we're reaching out if to. Reaching, if if any touching. of the listeners out there don't have a have mess pipe in their mouth and want to call in, Brady, what are the numbers? Nine one four three three eight eighteen eighty five. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping we'll get some more, but you know, we're starting to get a little late here, so. Uh, actually, yeah, no. Uh, 914-338-1885. Ray, did you have anything you wanted to mention tonight? I, sorry, we've been, uh, we've been going strong all night so far. No, I've actually been really happy with the discussion. I think we've pretty much covered everything. Did you have a topic? No, you know what, I, I don't, because... Way to come prepared, Ray. Ray, I got one for you. All right. How many executive vice presidents is too many? Uh, and is Adam Cole an executive vice president now? Yes. Uh, figured. Uh, I actually don't know that. I'm what I'm doing is I'm is I'm lying based on information that I know about other people, and then I am projecting my assumption as if it were fact. No, I mean uh, you have a valid point, and I suppose this could probably be a topic. And that at some point, and this to me, if there's a worry with AEW, it's here. At some point, there's going to have to be a reckoning as far as the number of people that have total creative control. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't it have to be. It kind yeah, of has to be. Because otherwise, it becomes WWE. Yeah. Yes. Nope. I mean, and, and I mean, we, it got started because the Bucks peacefully dropped their titles. But, God, it took a while. I, um, I got a, a pseudo-topic real quick then because, you know, 
anybody in the, in the room, you know, Stroh's got an opinion on this. I'd love to hear it. Um, if I were, let's assume that I haven't watched a live wrestling show in years. Um, we can assume that pretty safely. If I were to go click on the cable box, and, and my options are AEW, Impact, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, whatever, what should I tune into? What What's going to grab me? As a guy who, as I said, as a guy in Brady and, and Hack, obviously, you know, but as a guy who, you know, I'm a South Jersey boy, so so I came up right alongside ECW. Uh, I love strong style wrestling. I love people that can cut a, cut a great promo, a good storyline, and I enjoy a little cheesecake on the side. So, you know, what, uh, what product is going to appeal to me? Because it sure as shit isn't going to be the PG WWE nightmare that I have no interest in. Well, it's we're, certainly we're, not going to be New Japan be nice start for starters. That yeah. actually, yeah, that would be smart. Yeah. I mean, but now, now the the only thing I would say because I would immediately say that uh, after a down couple of years from like 2017 through the pandemic, uh, that that Mexico is really good again. Yeah. But but you said on the cable box, which I suppose <laughs> limits our options a little bit. Well, I mean, I have the illegal cable box, so I guess anything works. <laughs> but, uh, uh, well, let's what, let's assume it's still something that you can more or that you more or less have to find on the television. What yeah, talk to, talk to Joe, everybody. What was that? You know, what, sorry, what was that? You remember that? Uh, so we had Jim Molino on with us for a couple weeks there, uh, the mm-hmm. former ECW ref. I'm sure you know of him. He uh, oh, yeah. he, was, him. he was. He's a tremendous fella. He he was talking about out some, of Texas. I'll find it. Yeah, what was that called? It, it's on the YouTube. So YouTube went out. Oh, the S- SWE from Texas. SWE at one time. Yeah, yeah. Booker's it's, company. No, well, it was Rowdy of Wrestling. Rowdy of Wrestling. Is yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's a, it reminds me. I I mean, if you guys remember, probably twenty years ago, every night of the week on public access, there was like a wrestling yeah. show at like one in the oh, morning. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, like Saul was one of them out of, like, Nashville. It's a lot like Saul, but the talent is, like, a lot of former stars from, like, WWE and WCW and and, and Impact. It, it, it's really a good show. It is. I mean, right, I mean, yeah. Tell me on one of the big promotions. I would say AEW. As much as I've trashed it, I would say AEW because WWE is completely lost right now. The best thing they'd have going is Roman Reigns with the head of the table gimmick. I mean – I got the pop here. Uh, I thought it was an absolute fantastic change, and putting Paul Heyman in there, I had no interest to see him in the ring of Brock Lesnar. I have no interest to ever see a face Brock Lesnar. The dude is a heel in real life. Just let him be himself. He does not care about anyone or anything except for his wife and family and money. So let him do that. But, like, AEW has the, the wrestling, and that's what you're going to get into. And then you can talk about, you know, Lucha Express with uh, – Luchasaurus and Jungle Boy, and there's that right amount of cheese and right amount of talent, and then of course you got the Lucha Bros. Uh, I think Penta is probably the best in the business right now for me. Uh, he's certainly the person I look forward to the most. Uh, and honestly, it's mostly the main event stuff that you can shut off for AEW. It's stuff with Jericho. It's stuff with Omega and the Bucks. Although I liked when they first had the Impact Don Callis stuff. I think that went really well. But I just don't 
want to see that. I never tuned into New Japan to watch Kenny Omega. I'm sure he's very talented, and, and some people like him. He's not my cup of tea. But the wrestling in AEW is far superior until WWE gets their head out of the rear end. And, like, why why is Rick Steiner's son, Braun Breaker? You just had a giant guy named Braun. You showed him the curb. And why right. is he Braun, Braun? Like, just let him be an effing Steiner. Like, yeah, that's man, why you got money Steiner? in the bank. He sounds right just like him. Well, I Rude Sup Ladies shirt, but he wouldn't do it. 
No, no. Uh, that's a better shirt. Well, that's when you wear to a bar. Well, I have right. dignity, and um, so <laughs> do you? Uh, and I do. I so, do. You're then, doing this show, bro. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> so this was um, the end of the VH1 documentary for him, by the way. Number uh, <laughs> at number two, I I have said occasionally over the last couple weeks. I don't, I don't think I've actually said it on this show, but I guess I'll say this now. I think that it is a travesty that the Bucks have had the rise in prominence that they have while the Briscoe brothers have rotted away in Ring of Honor. You know, the Bucks have ridden the talent of Giannis. I mean, he's, you know, he's leading them to a title, and he might do it again this year. No, no, no. Different ones. Different Wrong ones. Bucks. Different, uh, different Bucks. Wrong Bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Blocked me on Twitter before Twitter blocked me entirely. So, yeah. Really? So that's, wow. that's, wow. Yeah, it's hmm. easy to get banned from there. I, I've done it a couple of times. I always like the Bucks. So, Personally, I like it. Here's the thing. TNA's production value hurts. For me, and, and, and Brady has told me that I am being ridiculous when I say this, that – my problem is when I watch TNA, it is it is like I am walking through the ruins of Cusco or Puma Punku. And I am seeing I am seeing these remnants of what was once a great and powerful civilization. Like there's glyphs on the walls of like Hogan and Bischoff coming in, and there's like this statue of Dixie Carter off to the side, and it's all in ruins. And there's like Just this, an owl standing over them? Yes. And now there's like this – It's you just watch it, and yeah, I get it. It's a different era. But I can't separate the fact that, my God, here's what this was. Here's what this is. It, continuity-wise, I can't wrap my head around it, and yeah. so I struggle to enjoy it. That's that's a really valid point. I mean, I think that's what I was bringing up with my topic is that what like it would be if WCW stayed around after that giant downfall and just like was still there and every now and then like Ric Flair would come back and win the title like Christian has. It's really odd to watch it. It does not feel like the same company. And it, it feels like instead of having shows still called Bound for Glory, they, they should have distanced themselves a little bit and wrote their new thing because it was at one point in time it was TNA, then it was TNA Impact, then it was Impact Total Nonstop Wrestling Action. And it, it branding has been a huge problem there. I think they dropped the ball, dropping the NWA. I think NWA TNA was really what we were kind of – Hoping and stuck around. I mean, those Wednesday night pay per views were great. Yeah, but they really peaked when they dropped the NWA. Yeah. That was really when they took off when they just became TNA Impact. Or just TNA, as you say, Impact was just the name of the show. Give me some um, Felix Skipper and Ron Killings fighting yeah. the X Division title. God damn, the X Division matches were uh-huh. insane. Ultimate X matches were the best. Um, so I'm assuming that uh, there's no longer any involvement from. Uh, J E double F J A double R E double T double J. No, no, he was with WWE for a little bit, helping them out. Uh, he got released during the pandemic, and I don't think he's really done much of anything. He's gonna start then. another company any day now. Yeah, GW. <laughs> no. 
N-A-T. When, no when, action today. When the nuclear winter comes, there will be only cockroaches and a professional wrestling company run by Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> totally intense, totally wrestling. I love it. Uh, anyway. So, uh, so, so I, should, I should jump on, I think the, the group is going to tell me that I should jump on the AEW bandwagon right now. Check it out a little bit. See if you like it. It's it's good wrestling, and the fun, there's fun storylines. The whole thing with Darby Allen and Sting is cool. Um, Christian and the Lucha Express, that what they're doing is I like. I thought it. Christian was an impact. They're kind of he, he's both, uh, yeah, they're uh, very inbred there. I um I, so basically as long as it's not WWE, I'm, I'm fine. For me, AEW has a real like WCW feel to it, but instead of like the overpriced older guys. It would be like if the Benoits and Guerreros and Jerichos were kind of running the show, but with WCW promoting it. That's how it feels. Are we allowed to is, talk about Benoit on the show? That is an incredibly accurate description of it. It would be if the guys with the talent also had the book and had the power instead of the guys who were just over way before. Yeah. Yeah. Spot yeah. on, man. Thank it's, you. It's funny you say that because for the last couple of weeks, the AEW, the AEW group that I watched with um, – we have been waiting for the WCW logo to actually appear in the center of the ring, and then Ric Flair just rises out from inside of it. Yeah. Uh, I don't think that's happening. That's the right side of the ring. Like, I am kind of expecting Tony, Tony Khan to appear in the ring with a motorcycle at some point soon. Because he seems like he's about there. Am I right, Stro? Who knows? We may see a, a reincarnation of the corporation next. Wow. <laughs> you might. You might. You might. So, uh, how about some uh, quick hits and we'll get out of here? How's that sound, guys? Sounds good. good. Okay, cool. And uh, you can ignore that little timer. That's just for the live feed on Blog Talk. But we're we have our overtime, so we're going to kind of finish things out. Uh, so I, I I heard this stat and I found it really interesting. It, I know it's a WWE thing and very polarizing because some people love her and some people don't. Um, but Becky Lynch lost this past week on SmackDown. She lost to Sasha Banks. And it is the first time in 29 months that Becky Lynch has been pinned. I found um, that interesting. Rollins Harry got one over on her at least. Well, yeah. Well, I, I assume she was on top for that, so I don't know. Uh, we used to make those jokes about trips and stuff, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting a little bit I of a static here. Go ahead. I, 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 I always with those stats that always kind of, like, hit me in two ways. Like, on one hand, it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. You know, somebody hasn't, you know, been pinned in, whatever, three years. But then on the other hand, it's like, you know, I mean, we know, we know it's a work. So it's like, why should we give a shit? You know, it's, yeah. it's one of those stats that is completely manufactured by the bookers to get you interested. It's like Goldberg Street. It's like, all right, the Goldberg had 235 wins in a row or whatever that mm-hmm. was. I mean, Before Kevin Nash was better. I mean, 65 of those were probably against Barry Horowitz when he was 65 years old. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and, and then the rest of them like, yeah, but he had those because he was booked to have those. So why should we as fans – you know, there's always – there's always this thing where, as, as a wrestling fan, you have to kind of separate, obviously, your knowledge of the business from from the product. But 
things like statistics just never appeal to me because that's something that's like oh, yeah, I love yeah, statistics. I do give me those Royal Rumble statistics. Yeah, give me those Royal Rumble statistics I, um, all the time. Like, well, so my, you want to hear a Royal Rumble statistic about like you know uh, this guy lasted 65 minutes in a Royal Rumble and that's the longest ever? That's one thing because that's different, right? That's that is that's a that's a physical. Uh, uh, a physical point that, that had to be hit by uh, I just lost my up oh, nervous. Uh, that's a, a physical um, level that has to be hit by your performers. But again, your win loss record to me says very little. Uh, to me, it says a lot about the sway you have backstage and your inability to realize that losing is also part of the business. Um, <laughs> bringing it full circle, I always do this. I find a pen and I pick it up. Bring uh, it full circle back to uh, Kevin's topic. I think Becky Two Belts could be the next breakout movie star. I think she could, I could be see that way. I could see that. Um, uh, Alta Wazoo. I, 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 I mean, really good Yeah. Yeah, she's hot, so she's got real hot for very, very I didn't even notice that. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. No? I, um, you did bring the article. All right, I did. I did. I, so anyway, yeah, so I, where, for me, why it was telling is because WWE loves that effing parody booking. I hate it. You know, you win this week, you lose the next week. You win now, you're going to lose at the pay-per-view. They've been doing it for – is somebody blowing their nose at me? Oh? Okay. Is Rap Boy still here? No. Uh, anyway, so I thought it was really telling, but you figure she was away for six months because she was pregnant. So you're talking about two years, basically. You're talking about a two-year period um, when she was essentially – Who's doing that? Who is doing that? I have no idea. I, I don't know either. She rap was definitely not on the air. I let, anyway. Uh, <laughs> couldn't tell you, but um, yeah. So she was the top star in the company, you know. So it's not surprising in a way. Um, I I don't know if you guys saw this. I I thought it was funny. I just thought I'd jot it down just so I could mention it. So Kevin Nash. Um, we all know Kevin Nash, right? Big sexy guy. He, um, Ray, are you sure you're not snoring on me? No, I'm not. Okay. I swear that's not me. I think it's Rap Boy. I am Rap Boy's not on the line. Sure. It's Rap, Rap Boy. Rap Boy's not here. Kathy? No. No. no I don't know. not here either. It's probably just like a phantom blog talk thing. Uh, forget it. So, anyway, so Kevin Nash apologized for being a dick to The Rock in 2002. I thought that was uh-huh. kind of funny. Did Shawn Michaels yeah. ever apologize for being a dick to The Rock's grandmother and why we never got to see that match? <laughs> this is all just Kevin Nash going, hey, uh, you know, I'm an actor, too. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty a, much. You could find a role for me. I was in yeah. Super Shredder yeah. Room. I was yeah, in Glacier's yeah. movie, and I feel like I could really do something in Hollywood. Uh, Kevin Nash did do a good job in, uh, what's that, Magic Mike. So I've heard. Magic Mike, yeah, no, he's yeah. that. Uh, he was also in The Punisher. Oh, yeah. He was in The he, Punisher. He plays the Russian. He's the Russian yeah. Punisher. But he played that. He's scene in John Wick where he's pretty good. Yeah, but he's the Longest Yard, too, remake. He's, oh, he's yeah. the wrestler. Everybody playing. in WWE was in that, I think. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say. He's, he's, the re- he's not an actor. He's the wrestler playing an actor, basically. He's the. He he, yeah. you know how you know those roles. I, mean, I know. The great Ali was in the longest yard, longest yard, longest lard, whatever. 
Florida, too. Florida. Yeah. He was the longest Florida. I don't have a lot of Kevin Nash thoughts. Uh, I do, Stro, have I do have one question for you, Stro. Uh, okay. Right. What kind of fuel does Kevin Nash put in his car? Ah, man, come on. <laughs> I, I will say one of one of the few people that probably Yeah, she probably would. Um, just an incredible guy. Uh, one of my last shows I ever did, he was in the locker room and just sharing with with the boys and girls in the back. Just a really nice guy and didn't big time anyone. Uh, it was a pleasure that one of my last shows ever I got to work with him. It's really cool. Very cool. Are we getting, Very cool. Are we getting EVPs on, on, on air here? I don't know. I muted myself just to test it, and it's not coming from anything around me. I, I have no idea, but we're almost done. So we'll just ignore the farting sounds, I guess. Um, for what it's worth, I always pictured Kevin Nash driving like the uh, in The Simpsons, you know, with the world's tallest man and the world's smallest car. That's what I, I also need an automobile. <laughs> oh. And then he gets out and starts chasing them. I, I had a yes. nightmare one time, right? You'll enjoy this. I had a nightmare that I had to attack the great Kali. And, oh <laughs> and, and I had a knife. So I drove that knife into his back, and I turned Coward. to run, Ray. And he just turned around and looked at me. And me running at full speed, he was able to catch me in about three steps of walking. And I woke up just as he was about to get me. Terrifying. So here's, I guess here's my question. If, if you had to, if you had to, to, to put the great Kali down, wouldn't you just bait him into chasing you up some stairs and then when he inevitably falls, put the knife into him? Oh, yeah, like, just invite him into the Punjabi prison, you know? Yeah. I want to know if you want to know if you your dreams. You just want to be It would be a tag team match, so and nobody would team with me for that. I, I was going to say, like, you get away from them. Everybody knows this. It's like what they told you about a bear that that was never right. You just run up a hill. He'd never be able to get you if you run up a hill. Bears are fast, Brady. I know. Well, I don't want to try it with a bear. That's just what they used to tell me. Maybe that's maybe they want to be in the background. <laughs> the, the bear and is my two, my two brothers yeah. in LaSalle will, will get this reference, but uh, as we know, cows can't walk down steps. So maybe great <laughs> colleagues are much like that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, last item, I, I just thought it was great. Uh, so Lacey Evans gives birth this week. I don't know if you guys heard this. Was it a um, no, it was not a hand because WWE didn't produce this birth. This was. Are a, we sure? Well, it wasn't Ric Flair's kid, and it wasn't a hand, no. so I, I guess we're, I guess we're okay there. But um, because of COVID, she wasn't allowed to have her family. She wanted her daughter and her husband in the hospital room with her. Who does that? Who would have your daughter when you're? That's weird. That's weird. So anyway, she gave birth on a recliner in her living room. <laughs> Well, that about sums that up. Who does that? That's right. Is there anything that screams professional wrestler more than doing something that 
white trash. I gotta say, like, yeah. I did not like her when she first came around, but man, that character really, really grew on me, and she did a great job with it. She was really, and and the punch, uh, fantastically done. Really, I, I agree. I agree, and, and I'll, I'll tell you what—you could really see the difference where she went from like doing what probably Vince told her to do, which is just kind of walk back and forth, distract mm-hmm. people. To where, like, you could see where she actually started getting some input. Uh, the stuff that she was doing in the women's tournaments in NXT and, and all that stuff. Like, it was just absolutely great. Um, that's, uh, that's about it. Um, Ray, did you have anything you wanted to plug on the way out? Make sure that you check out any of the bonus footage that Brady posts on the YouTube with our new co-hosts, Patrick and Kevin Brady. And then check out all of the Stroh's promotions this week. Stroh, take it away. Well, hold on. Before we get to Stroh, I just want to run. Kevin, uh, thank you so much for the time tonight. Did you have anything you wanted to plug on the way out? No, I'm just wondering if I've earned an invitation to come back again or if I've blown that for both myself and that. Oh, I would love it. I'm worried I'm going to be replaced now. That's what I'm concerned about. <laughs> Nobody can replace you, Brady, although oh. I have you written over it. <laughs> uh, Pat, you have anything? Uh, no, I'm good. I have nothing to plug. I do absolutely nothing other than work and be a dad and occasionally show up on shows like this. So, well, hey, catch me here next week. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, Stro, have at it, man. What do you got going on? Well, once again, uh, Thursday night, WCW Retro, 19 Music Standard Time. We'll be talking about what-if scenarios in pro wrestling history. If you have a favorite what-if situation you'd like to Stay with us, call in anytime, uh, Thursday night. And then Friday night, the Stro Zone, midnight Eastern Standard Time, at facebook.com slash Stro the Maestro. The feature will be the Wolfman back in the day. So please tune in. All right. Uh, thank you to everybody for tuning in tonight to In the Room, right here on the VOC Nation Radio Network. Be sure to check out all the other great shows available, the live and on-demand content that you've got each and every day of the week. Don't forget to subscribe to our Patreon. Check us out on all your favorite podcast platforms. Go to the Pro Wrestling TV store. Buy all the shirts you want to get. Whatever, man. We got it all for you right there on VOCNation.com. Be sure to check out the Brutus Beefcake interview if you missed it earlier. Tremendous guy. Thank you to him for the time tonight. I really appreciate it. And uh, in case you guys were wondering, I, I did ask the question. Who would go over in the match, the triple threat match, the barber, the booty man, and the Zodiac? And, of course, the barber came out on top. I was glad to hear that. Oh, the, uh, the traditionalist in me was really happy about that. Uh, but thank you to him. Thank you to the best cast and crew I could ever ask for. Thank you to Kathy, to Stro, to uh, Ray, to Patrick, to Kevin. My God, this is like Little House on the Prairie. Become, to to, to Derek and Matt, he couldn't make it. Uh, everybody, be sure. Thank you to the callers, by the way, too. Uh, it's just tremendous. Uh, we need some more of you guys to call back other than Rapley next week. Um, anybody else. Anybody else. <laughs> well, you'll get Rapley either way, but I, yeah, I'd like some other people. Uh, ECWA returns to the Jersey Dugout in Morganville, New Jersey. That's November 6th for ECWA Super Class. And that's going to be Michio Ulala defending the ECWA heavyweight title against a very good professional wrestler, formerly known as Dasher Hatfield. So that's going to be a great show. I'll be there. Come stop by. Say hi. We'll see you there. Uh, that's about it, though. Everybody take care. Oh, next week. 
The Mecca, Brian Johnson from Ring of Honor, going to be joining us right here on the show. Thank you to everybody for tuning in. Take care. Be good to each other. I love you all very much. We'll talk to you real soon.